Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. We just finished up a series on why does God allow my child to die, and we got through some, some tough stuff. We got through some some hard to understand stuff, some, some deep theology. And, uh, we just wanted to offer a little bit of practical advice day to day for what can we take from this series and how can we apply it to our lives? How can we live and think differently because of this truth? And I I know Gabe, that's something that we both struggle with is we know God is good, but that doesn't make your days necessarily any easier. Um, there's certainly days where you you're struggling, you're, you're questioning, is God still good? And so dwelling on that is kind of what we want to go into now and just explain a little bit of how that can, that truth can change your mindset day to day. Do you want to add anything to that, Gabe? I just, no, I think that's a great, you know, segue into this episode because what we want to do is like take those last few episodes that were really difficult and tough and then like give some hope to them Mm. you know and and again just remind us as the title of this episode is going to be or is pain has purpose Uh, my dad used to always say you know god never wastes a pain you know i think that's just a good reminder for us that difficult things have purpose and that they have a reason they have a meaning it's not just random stuff that's happening mm-hmm. um and again i i'm, I'm an i'm an old uh, athlete meaning back in the day i used to fashion myself as a ball player um probably no one else did especially not my coach uh but you know the pain of running wind sprints in october out on the football field or out on the track it had a purpose and the purpose was to get you in shape for the season, right? That pain had a purpose. And I know that's a very, you know, small um, example in regards to the pain of losing a child, but that pain had a purpose, you know, when you're, and then when you're in January and February and the season's coming to a close and you're still, you know, running those suicide drills at the end of practice after you've practiced for two hours and all you want to do, do is go, go get something to eat and get some water. Like, that pain had a purpose. That purpose was so hopefully you would be in better shape than your opponent as you entered into the end of the season. And same thing with the Lord and the stuff that we go through. It has a purpose, and we can find encouragement in that, that it's not for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so last time in episode 10, we just left off with the verse Romans 5, 1 through 5, and that's kind of where we wanted to start this episode and so Romans 5, 1 through 5 says again, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So as Romans 5, 1 through 5 tells us, a Christian's suffering produces hope and hope in Christ will never put us to shame. Going through the loss of a child is terrible. It hurts. Something you never get over, you never forget. Time may make the pain dull to a certain extent, but there's always, I know I'm 
a year and a half, getting closer to two years out, and there's certainly days where it feels like yesterday, and I'm sure you could say the same, Gabe, for your girls, even though it's been 16 years. But when your child dies and you choose to cling to Christ and allow him to comfort you and work in you, then your suffering will produce hope in him and you grow deeper in your faith. Now, this is not to say that the loss of a child gets easier the more time it happens. There are people who have gone through the death of several children and several miscarriages, and they're deeply wounded by that. And that's something that you can't just say, okay, I had one miscarriage, so now the next one is, is going to be not as bad, and the next one's not as bad, and it just gets to a point where it doesn't hurt you anymore. But as Christians, we have access to the hope of Christ, and if we lean on Him, we'll have a stronger relationship with the only one who can heal our heartbreak if we do have to walk through the loss of another child in our future. And that's just, that's not to say, like I said, that the pain isn't there anymore, but it's the one who can heal that pain is closer to you. Each time you go through a trial, if it's something as small as, as failing a test, as not getting a job you want, as being late to work and getting in trouble for it, or if it's something as big as losing a child or having marital problems or splitting up with your wife, like those are things that the purpose in them is to bring you closer to God. And if you choose to trust God to come to Him with your pain, then there's something good out of that that you can tangibly see that you trust Him, you rely on Him in that pain, and you have hope through it. Where if you just choose to ignore your pain, to jump into working 16-hour days so you don't have to think about your pain, you, you drink, you get into some sort of drugs or some sort of addictive thing, that's that may work for a short period of time. Like you might be able to numb that pain, but at a certain point, like that's not going to work anymore. And you're going to have to do more and more and more of that. And that's just going to lead to a really destructive lifestyle and something that it's going to rob from you, whatever you still have. If that's your job, if that's your wife, if that's your, your living children, like that's going to come crashing down around you. So the only thing that you can do, the only way you can respond that is a lasting way that is a beneficial way to respond to grief is to trust in the Lord. If you need help here, then get a, get a therapist, get talk to your, your church, your pastor, see if there's someone that can counsel you. Like you don't have to go through this alone. You can trust in the Lord. You can talk to your spouse. You can talk to your pastor. You can talk to a friend. If you have a friend close enough and that's just something that you need to be doing is you, you need to be processing through this grief and you need to realize that you can come to the Lord with it and you don't have to deal with it by yourself. Yeah, I'm with you. And I would say just make sure when you're seeking those, those uh, ears, you know, to bend that they are, you know, biblical based. I mean, there's definitely some counselors you could get in the mix with that that would lead you the wrong path of mm -hmm. discovery you know mm -hmm. and so we would certainly uh, consider that again like we like like you said talking to your pastors uh that you know that are, that are at a bible believing church that could help you get in touch with somebody that could help you walk through this if you need to talk to somebody um, and you know again we we go back to that that verse because this we're going to talk about how you know pain has purpose we 
that rejoice in our sufferings. I mean, man, Will, how in the world do mm. we rejoice in our sufferings, as that verse says, or or as in uh, the other verse we've read where it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Mm. How does that happen? Well, I think, you know, I go back to the story of Job, and it's uh, it can be a tough book to get through if you're not, you know, really thinking about that Job was a real person and that really happened and putting yourself in his place. But Job didn't just lose one child. Job lost all of his flocks and all of his wealth. It's at that time, like your flocks, your sheep, your camels, your donkeys, that was your wealth. So he lost like everything he owned here materially. And he also lost, I believe it was 10 children. He lost all of his children. His wife essentially turned on him and said like, why don't you just curse God and die? And Job's response after he lost everything materially and he lost his children, it says, was to fall down on the ground and to worship the Lord. And that's a, an incredible, like something that we can't really imagine to like, you hear that news that's like the worst possible news that any person could get. And your response is to praise the Lord. But even though that's something that it's hard for us to fathom, like that's the proper way to respond to grief is it says the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Like he is good and right and just in giving us blessings and allowing us to enjoy the relationship with our children, enjoy the, the relationship we have with our spouse and the hope we have a future with our children. And he's also good and right and justified in allowing things to happen that takes away those relationships and, even though we don't have to, it's not required that when you hear that terrible news and you lost a child that you fall down and you praise the Lord or else you're sinning. That is the posture we should have even on those hard days. And I know for me, that's not my natural bent. That's not, I'm not like when we found out the news that we lost our son, that was not my first thought was, Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you give us. Thank you for the time we had with him. Like that first thought was like, I don't even know what to think. Like the shock, the loss, the the change in our expectations, the change in our life, like just everything came crashing down. But relatively quickly, I guess a few days after that, when my head cleared a little bit from that news, I just opened the Bible and I don't really know. I couldn't tell you what I read. I don't I don't know that it was helpful necessarily in, in whatever I read. Like it didn't just like I didn't have an epiphany and everything was, was okay. But I was just praying, just like crying out to the Lord, help me in this. Like speak to me, draw me to you. And I think that's the proper posture is Rejoice in our sufferings doesn't mean you have to scream and pray and say, thank you for this loss. But rejoicing in our sufferings to me means you had that posture of even though this terrible thing happened, God is going to use it for good. And the purpose, there was a purpose in my child's life. There's a purpose in whatever suffering. And I pray that God is glorified through that. So... Ahead, yeah, yeah, man, I was just going to say, I think the, a way that, that we began to understand that verse and how it became real to us, too, was, again, initially, it was just 
doom and gloom. Like, I can't believe this is happening. What's going on? What's God doing? Why is he allowing this to happen to us? You know, all these, these questions, you kind of go down a spiral of, you know, again, those thinking things that we talked about before. Is God really good? Does he really love us? Can he be trusted? You know, because he allowed this to happen to our kids and them to suffer that way. And, you know, then, but later, you know, we started to kind of realize like, okay, you know what? There are eons of, of, of generations, okay, that have gone through the same thing before. Like, we're mm-hmm. not like the first couple in the world to lose kids. You know, you, you read about the the settlers in America, and man, they, you know, you read some biographies, and it's like they buried mm-hmm. 10 children, and, you know, they had 12 children, buried 10, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy moly, you know, like, that, you know, it, it made us kind of put things into perspective, right? Or you see some I hate to say it, some Sally Struthers commercial on TV, you know, about feeding some kids in Africa that don't have any food and they're dying on the streets. And then, man, I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel overseas, go to India. You know, you see these kids, like, probably on their last few days, you know, on the side of the street in these slums and, you know, naked, no clothes, no food, you know, no good living conditions. And you hear about, you know, you, you start to kind of realize, like, man, okay, I... I don't have it as bad as I think I've got it, right? So it kind of helped me to be able to put things in perspective of like, mm-hmm. okay, this was terrible and this is awful, but man, there's people out there suffering through time and currently a whole lot worse than I'm suffering or than my wife's suffering in the, in the loss of our child or our children. And so it was like a matter of perspective of being like, hey man, put on your big boy pants. Yes, this is bad, but it ain't as bad as X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So you need to kind of suck it up and quit complaining. So for from that diff perspective that rejoicing and suffering kind of helped me and I think my wife too don't want to speak for her but I think she would say this um that that it kind of made us tougher it kind of made us toughen up a little bit you know um and so that was the way that we rejoiced in our suffering realizing that okay we don't have it as bad as we think we've got it because there's other people in this world that are suffering a lot harder and more difficult than, than we are suffering and those some of those people don't have a relationship with Christ to get them through it right so it was like Thank you, God, that you're with me. Your Holy Spirit's with me to give us comfort and peace as we walk through this difficult road. Because what if I didn't have you walking mm-hmm. with me? Like, how much more difficult would it be? You know, and I would think, thirdly, the way that we rejoice in that was that it gave us opportunity to grow closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have chosen to run from him and be mad at him or whatever. But thankfully, in his grace, he was like, hey, draw close to me during this time. Don't run from me. I want to be your comfort. I want to be the, the daddy that you jump into his arms and he gives you a hug and tells you it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like today I had to do that with my little boy on the soccer field. It's my, my littlest one. It was his first time playing. It's his first season playing an organized sport. And for some reason, him and a kid on his team were kind of going back and forth at each other. And again, they're on the same team. And this little dude, man, this other little kid on the team just hauls off and elbows my kid right in the solar plexus, man. Doubles him over. You know, he starts crying. My little boy starts crying because he doesn't know why his buddy just elbowed him in the ribs, you know, right in the right in the sternum there and mocked the breath out of him a little bit. And, and so I had to, you know, grab him up and hold him because I was out there coaching him and be like, hey, you know, it's going to be okay. He he was probably just playing. Like, get, you, get your head back in the game and get out there and play, um, which – Maybe I shouldn't be telling a four-year-old to get his head back in the game, but, but I did. That's the coach coming out in me. Um, so, again, I think those are some kind of practical ways that we can rejoice in our suffering, realizing that through all of that, you know, God was helping us put things in perspective, 
he was helping us to uh, become tougher mentally, physically, spiritually, and he gave us that opportunity to to draw closer to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you say, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are suffering things that we can't imagine. And on top of that, and much worse than that, you mentioned they may not have a relationship with the Lord. And for us, like you said, allowing ourselves to think about the loss of our children is important, but it's something that we need to hold on to that that will build hope in Christ within us if we choose to trust Him. And if we do choose to trust Him, that hope in Christ is not just like this idea floating out there that's like, oh yeah, now I have hope in Christ and that like that just makes everything a little bit easier and it's like, it's just something you talk about and it just floats around. It doesn't really mean anything. Like, that's something that's solid and we can hold on to that hope we have when we're having bad days, even in the good days, and we will be changed because we realize that our identity is not found in our job, our status, our marriage, or even being able to raise our children, but our identity is found in Christ who saves us. So when we're having those bad days, we must hold on to Romans 8, 28. It says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. And the, my ESV study Bible has a note on that verse that says, The good in this context does not refer to earthly com- comfort, but conformity to Christ, closer fellowship with God, bearing good fruit for the kingdom and final glorification. So, again... God means all things for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And that doesn't mean you're going to get the new job. It doesn't mean you're going to, everything's going to work great and you're never going to suffer again or you're not going to have to deal with the pain of losing your child. But it does mean you will be made more like Christ if you come to him with your pain. You'll have a closer relationship with the Lord and he'll lend you that peace that passes all understanding that will help you get through this pain and in, in Gabe and I's circumstance with this podcast, it's only through that peace that the Lord's given us and through the wisdom that he has allowed us to have because we, draw, we drew closer to him that we're able to use the experience that we went through with our children to try to encourage you and to push you closer to him. So that's what we need to hold on to is the good that will come from it is making you more like Christ. And that's really the purpose I believe of our lives here on earth is the maturation of our soul that everything we go through should be making us more like Christ and if we have that thought process in regards to our grief then it's not for nothing man that's awesome Will thank you so much that is a perfect uh, ending to this episode called pain has purpose So we want to thank you for joining us today. Make sure you follow Lost Boys, the Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out my book at thywillbedonebook.com. Thank you all for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.